Hey neighbor, come on in and sit a spell. We're gonna talk gardening and growing your own food. Welcome to the Road by Road Gardening Show, the best dead gum gardening show on the internet, where we talk about gardening, a little bit of cooking, and growing your own food. Now sit back and enjoy. Well, it's a wonderful time here in South Georgia. The weather has cooled off, and I, I don't know about you, but I am thoroughly enjoying it. I am. It, it was Ooh. that cools in the air in the morning. Yesterday afternoon, we went riding in the Jeep, and I needed a coat. Yep. It's unbelievable. And the pool, you can't hardly get in it. It's so cold. The difference. In one in, week. In a hurricane. Yeah, so uh, the Sunday before the hurricane come in, um, it was hot, blistering hot. It was over 100 degrees here. With one of our guys, the, the guy that, that runs our warehouse back here, his name is Dalton. He was up there that Sunday cleaning off his roof, and the bear got him. Mm -hmm. The bear. The bear got him. Now, most of you don't know what the bear means, and I didn't realize this till I was talking to people in the office, but 90% of them didn't know what I meant when I said bear got him. It's like when you almost had a heat stroke or have had a heat stroke. Yeah, the bear gets you. And once that bear gets you, he'll get you again pretty quick right. after that. You, if you, you don't can't handle the heat once, right. once you've had that. But this younger generation has no idea what the bear got him. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. So, but uh, he's okay. He's okay, but the bear did get him. He was out for a day or so. He had to recuperate. And the bear's got me before. And I know once that bear gets you, you know that feeling after that, and when you start having the heat stroke again, you have to really, you have to get in a situation where you cool off quick or to get at you. Get at you. Uh, I probably had uh, what I consider probably about three in my lifetime. Wow. And then all three times took me a couple of three days to get over it. But you feel that bear sneaking up on you. After he gets you the first time, you can feel him sneaking up on you from there forward. You know the bear's on your trail, and you better get somewhere quick and get some water. Or he's gonna stomp on you. But anyway, there's your for today, there's your uh, lingo. If you ever hear anybody say the bear got him, you know what happened. Yeah. We used to talk about it in the biker field in back in the day. The bear would get you in that yeah. biker field pretty regular. Yeah. And or the uh, cotton field. Cotton field. Now I never did hoe no cotton. You said you did. Mm -hmm. But I never did hoe no cotton, but I worked I worked in uh, cantaloupes, watermelons and um, tobacco of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at night here it's like 69, yep. and, uh, which makes the world a difference. <sighs> and the hurricane come through. We were without power for about a day, but we had some limbs down. Um, we were spared. One of our employees actually lives in Valdosta. Now they had a lot of. Um, there's still places in Valdosta. They said it would be two weeks more without power. Yeah, so they had some trees down fence. That's only about an hour away from here. So at the last minute, it shifted east, which spared us, but did not those other people. Yeah. So, you know, we got cool weather coming here, and we feel like gardening again now. That last week or two in August, it just was draining. I know. I'm biting at the bits to get out there. Plant so I feel like we need to talk about this first thing today, because a lot of people are digging their sweet potatoes. Mm, that's pretty. Now, I dug sweet potatoes yesterday and I do dig me a, a quarter of a row and I'd go rest a little bit and go back and get on it again. That right there, folks, is what I consider a number one sweet potato. That was about perfect. Now, did I pick through my bunch and get this one out? Yeah, they don't all look like this right what here. What kind of variety? This is Covington right here. And I thought we'd talk about sweet potatoes just a little bit because there's a lot of people out there that's never grown them before. 
When you dig your sweet potatoes, you don't want to wash them. You see that dirt on them right there? You want to leave that dirt on them. If you wash them, you're going to introduce bad bacteria to the skin right there, and they're going to rot a lot quicker. So leave the dirt on them there. Now you can, you know, bump them and get the majority of it mm -hmm. off. There's get one of these from last year yeah there's one we grew from last year now you can't eat these things right when you dig them i know you'll be tempted to because you want to see what your taters are but you can't eat them they have to be cured and the curing process is they need to be held at 85 degrees now i'm reading this what i printed off the internet and the reason i'm gonna do that because i'm going to expand on that for just a minute to cure sweet potatoes you need to hold them 85 degrees with 90 to 95 percent humidity for four to seven days. And what that does is toughen that skin out there. Yeah, and I it thought helps. it was longer than that. Mm -mm. If you got the right temperature, that's not. And then what it does is it converts those carbohydrates in here to sugars and therefore does makes it make it change color. color. It can make it change colors. But those last year cured really well. Now what I did last year is I had a room that I wasn't using. It was a small room and I put I made a lot more sweet potatoes last year because I planted a lot more. But I put them all in this small room and I put me a space heater in there and also put me one of those just common humidifiers. You know the ones you got for when you're young and you're sick and you put it in to help them breathe? If you don't have one, you can borrow one from somebody. And I just set that space heater up with that humidifier and I checked it once a day to put more water in the humidifier. And that's the way I cured mine last year. It worked fine. This year, I'm probably just going to leave them outside and let them cure on their own. It's going to take a little bit longer, but they will cure on their own. What you don't want them to do is to, is to drop down below 50 degrees in that curing time. So you want to keep them close as you can to that 85 degrees. Now, I know some of you out there is going to be one of them kind of people that does it to a T. You ain't got to keep it exactly 85 and to not we'll see here 90 95 percent humidity get it as close as you can maybe leave it a couple extra days and you'll be fine from the homeowner to do it exactly what it calls for it's nearly impossible don't fret it if you even get it close it's going to be fine now we had a couple of emails this weekend about they dug their sweet potatoes and they noticed some bug damage was it okay was those potatoes okay? Well, there's different kind of bug damage you can get. You can get, uh, the, the, the worst one we see is wireworms. And wireworms are going to be about the whole of a pencil lead, and it's going to be in all of them. Those are the ones that's going to be where you can't eat them, the ones that's infected with the wireworms. Wireworms can be problematic and be aggravating. The best thing with wireworms is do proper rotation. And therefore, plant cover crops ahead of time, but you never want to plant your sweet potatoes back where you had them the year before or even the year before. I like a minimum of three to four years rotation on sweet potatoes. Now I think what you may be talking about with insect damage is, is it was kind of gommed up a little bit. Now gommed is a new word I just come up with. Gommed but it would be kind of messed up right there. Some of that can be disease on the out part of the skin right there where it's maybe scarfed up. And uh, that is gonna be okay. Now they may not last as long as they normally would, mm -hmm. but uh, that's normally something that's uh, is, is a disease, of, a fungal disease on the uh, on the potato. I'm not aware, now, now rats can chew into them, but I'm not aware of another insect that can get into them is besides wireworms and sweet potato weevils. And both of those put little holes So if they have weasel, wheat, 
Weevils. Weasels. <laughs> then you don't need to eat them either. Probably not. I uh, wouldn't. I'd feed them to the hogs or something like that. I made a decent crop this year. It was nothing like it was last year, but I made an okay crop. Well, now I noticed last week you were out there cutting the vines. Mm -hmm. Why'd you do that? Well, there's no easy way for the homeowner to harvest your sweet potatoes. Believe you me, I stayed out there a while yesterday and I still got dirt underneath my fingernails and I done washed my hands several times. The best thing to do is to cut your vines with a lawnmower or something like that and get them out of your way. And you can actually leave them in the ground a day or two after you cut those vines back. But if you don't cut those vines back, you can't hardly get out there with a digging fork and dig up those potatoes. So cutting those vines, getting them out of the way helps you for access to getting there to get them in. And even with that, it's still a pretty good job. So a week from now, we can eat these? Uh, if they cure right. Now, our temperature here is going to be fluctuating a little bit, and it's going to be later in the week before we get back to that 90 degree weather. So it's probably going to take us a few days longer because we're not going to put these in a, a, a room and do it exactly like we did last year. So we're probably going to be probably two weeks out on them right there. Maybe three, two, three weeks somewhere in there. Then they'll be ready to eat. I have to cook your favorite sweet potato souffle mm -hmm. for the show. Now, a lot of people's different about sweet potatoes. You're one that you love sweet potato yeah, fries. Just, I love it in the oven with butter and cinnamon. Yep. Now, I'm one of them people. I don't eat sweet potato fly, flies. <laughs> I don't eat sweet potato fries. And I don't want my sweet potato with the rest of my meal. No, my sweet potato is dessert. a dessert for me, and that's the only way I'm going to eat it is when I get through with everything else. I love to put cinnamon on it and butter on it or sweet potato souffle. And pecans. pecans. But that's just me. I don't eat mine. A lot of people will bake them, just eat them with a the regular meal. I don't do that. I'm going to eat mine. That's a, a dessert. So, so lot, your vines had started dying back. A little bit, but not bad, but it was time. It was time to start digging them out of the ground. So you can look at your day's maturity anywhere from... So what happens if you leave them too long? They'll get that, what you're talking about on that, that what was that That's scurfy. Scurfy. <laughs> you done made up three words. Scurfy. They'll get scurfy on your head. They'll get all blistered up on the outside there, and, and they just won't be doing well. You want that nice, see how smooth that skin is right there? Mm -hmm. You know that potato right there was dug at the perfect time. If you got them all scurfed up, that means you left them in Scuffed the... Scurfed up. Scurfed up. You done left them in the ground too long. That's what I call a number one right here, folks. That's what you're after, wherever would you think. Covetons is my favorite variety, and I've said this before again. Georgia Jets has the highest sugar content. But for an all-around potato, Covetons mm -hmm. is my favorite. What else is growing in the garden? Well, I got my peas growing, and I planted something else we're gonna talk about a little bit later. I planted a few of those. We're in the middle of, of getting a lot of stuff planted. I'm gonna plant me some more super pea flacilia. But you and I have got a trip in a couple of weeks, and it's kind of got me thrown yeah. off some. Yeah. So we're heading over to uh, Holland over there to uh, visit a research farm for a week and do some trials, or look at some trials on cabbage, uh, celery, and broccoli, and other things like that. We're going to be over there for a solid week. It's kind of thrown a kink in our garden. Because it's right where we need to plant. Yep. That way. So I'm kind of holding off on some things till we get back from that, but we're looking forward to it. Maybe we'll find something interesting over there that we can bring back to you all. Holland over there is beautiful, beautiful area. They, if you probably know that they grow a lot of bulbs over there, mm -hmm. they also do a lot of vegetable breeding over there in Holland. A lot of it. I'm so, excited. Yep. Interesting there. We flying into Amsterdam. They pick us up from the airport, carry us, and take care of us the whole week and bring us back. 
we'll get ready to fly back. So, excited about that. Yeah. Anyway, after curing on these sweet potatoes, and I'm gonna shut up about sweet potatoes here, uh, you want to store them at 55 to 60 degrees, somewhere in there. And if you got it underneath the house or somewhere like that, or in a barn, that's normally a pretty good place mm -hmm. to store them. These have just been kept up here in this room. And maybe. they say they're stored from four to seven months. Those are stored a lot longer than that last year. Yeah, I mean, these are a year old. Mm -hmm. Yep. There you have it folks, sweet potato update. If you have not grown sweet potatoes before and we just got you all excited about growing sweet potatoes, next year you can order plants from us in the springtime and you can plant and grow your own sweet potatoes. And if you did order plants from us, be sure to send us your pictures yeah. when you harvest them. Yeah, we'd like to know what kind of experience you had this year and uh, kind of go from there. It's interesting to me because everybody wants to plant their sweet potatoes early. I always like to plant mine a little bit later, have better results with them planting. I think I planted these at the end of May, which is perfect. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about something else that's new. We're going to talk about something today, folks. I guarantee you most of you have never grown before, but you probably should because we just had a big time with it last year. We... We had a big time growing it last year. I actually did help you a little bit. You did not? I did too. How? I gave you some advice and stuff. Yeah, I helped you a little bit. Celery. Celery. So Mama Hall's here grew celery for the first time last year. Yeah, we was at a box store and they had celery plants. And I had seen other people growing them in this area. And you foo-fooed me and told me I couldn't do it and it wasn't going to work. I wasted my money. Yeah. That's how you helped me, right? This yeah. way. I give you that, yeah, anyway, inspiration to yeah. do it. So I come home and I put them in a root pouch. Um, four or five plants. It wasn't very many. And they just excelled. They did wonderful. Even through, so it was, I want to say like October, November-ish. It was a little cool. When I planted them, the plants, mm -hmm. not from seed, and they just overwintered with my garlic and my onions. Um, they didn't require a little water, and when we had that Arctic blast, I did cover them up. Got down to high cold. We got down to low. 18? Yeah. 18. 17 or 18, but it did well. Um, not sure what the variety I, that I planted was. I've lost the tag. But I harvested them and we ate it fresh. I um, freeze dried some and harvested the whole, the leaf, the stalk, everything. Hmm. And Which we have led to we have plenty to eat fresh, but yeah. not only that. Yeah. So this is this is one of the containers. I've had more than this, and this is the leaves and the rest of the stalks. I need to taste test that. Well, your hands are all dirty. That's okay. Wait, I got a, a handy-dandy utensil here. This is freeze-dried celery. Now, in that, um, Whoa. it's very strong. Mm, that's pungent right there, folks. That's straight that celery. chuck roast that I did some, <laughs> is it bad? Nope. That is like, that's like the real deal. Well, Cause this whole all the water pulled out of it. When you freeze right, that flavor is like enhanced. It's very potent. Enhanced, yes. But now when you reconstitute it, it goes back. Cause I put it in that roast mm -hmm. yesterday, mm -hmm. not yesterday, Sunday. A little too strong out of the bottle there. Yeah. And then I took 
the um, stalks, this was done in the freeze dryer too, and now I ground this up into a powder. Um, let me see with your hands dirty. And made a, I don't know if I can do this. You might not want to eat all that. Ooh. <laughs> so I added garlic and my peppers, onion, and celery. Now that's pretty good. Now that that is a good seasoning right there. Yeah. Um, I've shared Ooh. this with a lot of people. That's good. Put that back in there. And I've had, I'm going to put it back in there. Okay. I did the locker over it. Yeah, I'll put it right here. Um, that's pretty good. Now the celery, the, that needs a little work on that. Well, it's the same thing. I this understand it's just being cut. Up. That's yeah. been cut a little bit with some more stuff. Yeah. So I am so excited. You've got some planted. We're going to plant some today. Yeah, we forgot all about it. We're going to plant some. I've already planted some. We'll plant Is some more. Is it up? No, not yet. Just it plant. takes a little while. It takes a little while to come up. So what we did after we came back and seen what results she had there, I contacted one of our breeders that grow several in these BGO seeds. BGO is actually the same company that's carrying us to Holland over there. But BGO has a variety called Tango. And I reached out to Chelsea, which is our product manager, and we had a long conversation about several. And she explained to me that Tango was a variety that was very good for the home gardeners because it's given, it's easy to grow, and plus it's known to be strengthless. And it has some disease resistance to it as well. So we decided after talking to Chelsea to go with the Tango variety. It's a high yield and the stalks are smooth and yep. stringless. Yep. And it's forgiving. So especially mm -hmm. like us, first-time growers, you want those forgiving varieties. It is a hybrid. Mm -hmm. But uh, she recommended that's the one we, we start carrying. And that's the one we've got for sale. Now, celery seeds are small. I'm talking about itty bitty, itty bitty. So you have to be kind of careful planting them and the thing there. And if you get more than one or two in there, it's okay. You can go back and thin them out. And with any of the real small seeds, barely just press them into the soil. And I like to cover it, or I did cover it, with just a little bit of perlite. Keep it wet for a few days. And this, you eat the stalks and the leaves as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and uh, what? Day's maturity now is going to be about 90 to 100 days. So in the south where we at, we're looking at an overwintering thing. Imagine the way we grow carrots. We grow yeah. celery the same way. Plant it in the fall, kind of let it overwinter, harvest yeah. it early Speaking spring. of that, celery likes that really loose soil just like carrots does. High organic matter. Mm -hmm. And if you think about all the water that's in celery, celery is one of these plants that does not want to be drought stressed. Make sure that you keep plenty of water to it and uh, to make that really good crisp stalk on it. It needs five to seven hours of full sun each day. Yep. Well-drained soil. So we're excited about several. I'm sure you probably, most of you have never grown it before out there, but if you live in the south, you can overwinter it. Now, if you guys live on up north where you have those five to 10 degree winters, you're probably gonna have to grow yours in the springtime. I was in Florida back last year, and they grow commercially there, down there in the uh, in the wintertime. Like what we do now it here. says it can take two to three weeks for the seedling to emerge. Mm -hmm. That's a long time. It is a long time. Got to be a little patient with it. So there you have it. And once it <coughs> boy, I say we're jumping back on me. <coughs> once it comes up. You treat it just like you do any other plant. Once it gets those full leaves to it, you start fertilizing with a 20, 20, 20 and grow it on in. I think the 162 tray would be ideal. Now the other day I planted a 24 tray because that's what I had. Mm -hmm. but 
The 162 would be fine. You know what? A four by eight raised bed is really all most people need of this. Yeah, one of my new ones, I'm, I'm gonna put some in it. I'm so excited. Celery and cilantro. And onions. And onions and garlic. Make all your own seasoning, can't you? Mm -hmm. Yep. Well, that's what I did last year with the peppers and onions and garlic and celery. Yep. All right, so let's got several things down. Let's move on to the next one. And this is a new one we got this year that I just planted me some yesterday. Chickpea. The chickpea is probably another one of those new ones to you out there. How do you say that? Desi. Desi. Desi chickpea. Desi is the variety that we've got in this year. Desi chickpea, most people grow it as a cover crop because it has a very uh, tap root type system to it. So it's good for breaking those hard pans. It's very prolific loves the cooler weather like what we're having right now going into the fall reminds me a lot of super beef lasilla or calendria mm -hmm. the type of weather that it likes likes that fall early spring weather there it's an indeterminate type growth so it will grow kind of tall i grew i'm growing some i planted two rows and i'm gonna make some humus hummus 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 Hummus. I was close. Hummus. Yeah, the variety we, we're carrying, the Desi, is a very popular variety, popular variety for hummus. Yeah, I've been reading up on it a little bit. So, a wonderful cover crop. Absolutely wonderful. But, what about the benefits of having a harvest you could pull off of it as well? Now, with the chickpea, if you're going to make hummus out of it, hummus out of it, it has a real from what I read, the outer shell of the pea, you have to kind of get it off somehow yeah. or another. Mm -hmm. So we're going to try to have to figure all that out. Yeah, um, I saw somebody doing that and they had a little... Did they like roast it or something? Like no, you soak it. Oh, like really? It. So if any of you guys out there have done this before, hey, let us know, comments, email, let us know what you were successful doing it. And uh, I'm, I'm going to give it a try. I'm interested in that. I used to didn't like Hummus. hummus, but I like well, I like it pretty good now. I, forever, I didn't know what it was. Now you're making me second guess. Is it hummus or is it hummus? Hummus. I think it's hummus. Yeah. I, I, once I figured out what it was, I kind of got liking it. But I yeah, thought it was a foo-foo thing to start with. Yeah, you can mix some of this in there with it and season oh, yeah. it. Yeah, good. I thought it was a foo-foo thing and I didn't want to be a part of it. But now that I know what it is, I'm okay. It's still a foo-foo thing. No, I'm okay it's with it. It's not. It's very, a lot of people eat it. A lot of foo-foo's eat it. A lot of foo-foo's eat it. And so I didn't want to be a foo-foo? Foo I didn't want to be a foo-foo, but I'm going to try it. So you direct seed it? Direct seed it. Usually starts flowering about 50 days after you plant it. It lasts a long time there. And then puts on the, uh, puts on the peas and everything. So I'm sure it looks a little bit different than what my purple hulls or my top peaks are going to look like. But I got to plant it right beside those. Plant something new. Try something new. Well, that sounds good. Yep. Celery and desi chickpea. Yep. And I'm also planting some Super Bleed Facilia for my bees. Mm -hmm. We've got some zinnias coming in there. i got to keep the pollinators happy. All right. I saw some hummingbirds down there in my potager garden. So the new thing on TikTok, I don't know if you've seen this or not. This is hilarious. So people are taking these glass helmets, you know what I'm talking about, like these mm -hmm. face glass things, and they put them on and they stick in these hummingbird feeders, the suction cups to them, and they putting a blanket over them so that they don't look like a person and they're getting out sitting on the porch and they're being real still and they're waiting for the hummingbirds to come up and feed off of that thing there. 
have to. It's hilarious. I'm gonna have to watch you. You'll be down in the yeah, garden. Yeah, yeah, I'll be down there in the garden doing that. Yeah, I, so a couple of people have been successful at it. My peanuts, I think, are about ready to harvest. I think your harvest. peanuts are about ready to harvest too. Should be about time. I would say another week or so. We'll have to harvest them before we head yep. out on our trip. Alright, so that gives you folks a little information there. Sweet potatoes, celery, chickpeas. What about Garden Spotlight? Garden Spotlight. Um, this was sent in by Amanda Hay. Leeds, Amanda's got it going on mm -hmm. there, don't she? Leeds, Alabama. Um, she's in Zone 7B. She's got some pretty zinnias yep. going on there and all kind of. And she said they're hoss seed and she wanted to share her well, pictures. Amanda. She loves us some hoss seed. Good deal. Glad you had a good harvest there. Looks like you put your heart into it. Eggs mixed in there with it. Mm-hmm. Pretty blue eggs. Yep. So uh, what's going on this coming weekend? The Garden Festival. Pillars to the Past in Jimerson, Alabama. The Great Fall Garden Festival. And folks, we're going to have a big time over there. We're going to be there. We're going to be getting there Friday to set up. Uh, and then we're going to be there all day Saturday. They're actually having this huge... I didn't know what I was getting into. <laughs> They're having this huge... Uh, it's going to be a bunch of... Contest. 40 contest. And I'm one of the judges. I know. I'm a little worried about you judging somebody's photo on artistic so ability. So just yesterday, I got the email giving all the parameters of my what I expected out of me as a judge. You know, the, the jams and the jellies and the produce, I'm okay with that. But I've got to pro judge photography. And crocheting. And, and crocheting, needlework. needlework and all that. So that's going to be really, uh, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. They have to score it out and all that kind of stuff. Probably make somebody mad. I'd be well. There's another judge too. Maybe they are. Yeah, it should take some heat off. Of yeah, them. maybe y'all can divide it up. Yeah, I hope to so. Special. Yeah, hope nobody gets after me and mad because I didn't judge them right. So it's September the 9th, nine to five, Jimison, Alabama. Jimison, Alabama. Um, at Petals from the Past. It's a free event. They would like for you to register and we'll put the website in the description. They have some speakers. They're having homemade, homegrown fair. Um, imagine contest. imagine the state fair. It's yeah. going to be real similar to that. We have all this people bringing Food in. Food trucks. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful um, time. I think there's 33 YouTubers, crafters um, going to be there. We're leaving tomorrow, and we're driving over, and uh, we'll be there tomorrow night, and then be there Saturday. Look forward to seeing any or all of y'all. How about that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I've had a lot of people tell us that um, they're coming, and we can't wait to meet yep. you and put a face with that name. Yep. All right, so folks, garlic. We're going to be getting garlic in next week, and I'll start shipping that garlic probably the end of next week. Strawberry plugs, you need to go ahead and get them if you haven't. we got a few left. Go ahead and get your strawberry plugs and look here they come in 50 to a flat that's the way we have to ship them because that's we what we got split can't them. split them a lot of people's emails find you a neighbor or a friend that split that order with you and it'll, it'll help everybody it won't cost us as much to ship it it won't cost you as much to ship it so get you a neighbor split an order or maybe get you two neighbors and split a order get you some strawberry plants but that would be a wonderful way to be able to do it and save everybody a little shipping cost mm -hmm. And before you know it, we're going to have onions for sale. Right. Yep. And if you're planting your own onions, next week's Rub and Ray Show, we're going to talk 
about how to grow your own onions from seed. Yep. Okay. All right. And this week's winner from the old goat is, and if you don't know what the old goat drawing is, what it is, there's a figurine on the set somewhere. And if you find the old goat, put it in the comments below and you will get a wonderful prize. What do they get? Well, Austin, let me get you Austin, Willoughby. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Austin Willoughby, Willoughby is going to get a wonderful pair of Hoss Get Dirty Socks. Look at there. You'll be the talk of the town, Austin, walking around with them Get Dirty Socks on. <laughs> so send us your shipping, shipping information, Austin, to CustServe at HossTools.com and we'll get you a nice pair sent out to you. So we hope we see you next Saturday in Jimison. Yep, this coming Saturday. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, folks, thank you for joining us. It's been a ball. We love talking to y'all. Now it's time for you to get outside and get those hands dirty. Mm -hmm.